0: This is Mouth Media Network, your inside
1: voice. It's the year 2058. U.S. President Tina Fey begins her second term. Steam-powered slingshots are a surprising holiday hit for the kids. Soup has naturally been reclassified as a Class C drug. Comas are sweeping the globe as a new kind of fashion statement. And the full catalog of recordings of the podcast Funny People Talking has gone missing from the Museum of Things Forgotten. The museum puts up a reward. A cup of Italian wedding soup. (sighs) Soup, folks. Soup. This is Funny People Talking.
0: Hi, I'm Vanessa Hollingshead. And I'd rather stick needles in my eyes than listen to funny people talking. Hey,
2: everybody, It's it see Danielle's looking at me already. Looking, how's he gonna say it this time? How's right? he gonna say it?
3: Right. One, two, three. Funny people talking. Uh,
2: Hello, everybody, and this is this is funny people talking.
3: I love that you edited yourself. That was great. <laughs> Hi everyone. I'm Danielle and you're listening to Funny People Talking. That's Danielle, to my that's left is my co-host Mark Rako. Hello everybody.
2: And uh, also with us is And to Mark's left <laughs> it's, It is my left. It's producer Elsie. She's kind of my left. Hey left. Hey Elsie. <laughs> What's Hi. going on? How are you? Hi. I've had a day. I'm 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 a little off. I'm, yeah. I'm more off than I normally am off. You doing okay? Yeah.
3: Are you off, Elsie? Are you on? I'm on. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. you seem like it.
2: Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Well, anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. We are really delighted that you're here with us, and we are also—I'm not not going to say equally delighted. I'm going to say more More delighted delighted. uh, at our guest today, and I want to give proper props. Proper props. Proper props. Say that ten times fast. Proper props to our guest, Vanessa Hollingshead. She is a stand-up comedian. She's an actor. She's a painter. She's an all-around renaissance gal who we're going to learn a lot more about. A, is it okay to say gal, Vanessa?
0: It's so okay to okay. say gal. So, yeah. She's, she's a gal. also a writer. She Much, has a one-woman show coming up. There's a lot of cool There's stuff. There's a lot of
2: cool stuff about her that we will unpack yeah. in just a few minutes. But I'm also I'm, I'm, I'm additionally delighted because... Vanessa, uh, along with a couple other guests we've had over time, is a last-minute substitution to the team. She has been very fortunate to us, happened to have a window of time that matched the time we were recording this show. We reached out. She said yes. She's here in the studio. We had a, a guest who was ill at the last minute and couldn't join us, and we're so delighted you're here. Thank you very much for joining us, Vanessa.
3: Thank
0: you. Thank you so much. We're so glad you're not ill. No, I'm going on three hours sleep, but um, I'm good. Yeah, I took my first hot Pilates class. At five, I was up at 530, which, you know. Oh, good
3: oh. for yeah. you. Yeah. Sheesh kebab.
2: Wow. Hey, I <laughs> that like is that. amazing. Sheesh kebab. Yeah. I love that. I yeah, used I to say that to a that. little
3: boy that I babysat.
2: Speaking of no sleep, have you seen um, Have you seen? there's this new Netflix series called, I think it's called Awake. And the idea is that the contestants have to be up for 24 straight hours and then they compete on the show and they compete in things that require dexterity and things wow. like that. And, and you know, thought adjustment and counting and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And they can win a million dollars. And there's only like six contestants. Has the anyone
3: stars. died yet? <laughs> no, because yeah, this I is a the thing. There was a guy yeah. who stayed up for too long oh, to yeah. playing video yeah. games and he had aneurysm. It, yeah. he it, yeah. I don't think
2: it's because of staying too long. I think it's it's – Exhaustion. Sitting for that long. It's a, mixed with exhaustion, mixed with probably dehydration, mixed with, you know, oh uh, ang- anxiety from playing, you know, uh, your heart being beating so quickly. Yeah. Of the intensity of the fake world that you're in, you know, so.
3: Oh, that's true, too. So yes. what um, – where can we watch this show, Netflix. Mark? Oh, yeah,
0: Netflix. It's
2: okay. good. I don't know. I kind of enjoy it. Uh, anyway, you just made me think of it when you were talking about having only a yeah. few hours sleep. So you Oof. could almost compete on that show, Vanessa.
0: I Vanessa. Uh, me and every insomniac and comedian could compete on that show.
3: Absolutely, because you guys are up at all hours. Yeah.
2: All right. So uh, before we get started with the show, I do have a quick question for you, Danielle. M-
3: Mark, I'm ready. What do, you, what do you need to know this week?
2: The piñata.
3: Well, I also... Just so you know, I have my terrarium, did you notice? Yeah, the from turtle, last week.
2: The turtle ghost.
3: Yes. Okay, what do you need to know about the piñata?
2: I, I don't know. Oh, yes. Okay, you were pointing out that you had it with you because yes, I didn't notice it in the Yes, because I it's bring great. it on Tuesdays. So, uh what was your turtle's name again?
3: Buster. Yeah,
2: okay. So, uh no, the the piñata.
3: Yeah, but what what?
2: Pin, piñata. Why a porcupine piñata? Well, you, that you have with you. I should point out she's notice... carrying. A, I haven't seen too many people carrying their own pinata around. Is that just so that if yeah. you feel the urge, you can give it a smack? Or It was
3: left over from uh, ah. uh They were having the, the, it's like a post-Pride Parade quinceanera mashup that happened. Oh. You'll notice there's a hole. There's no candy in Oh, here. yeah, no. Um, But I was walking through Washington Square Park and I just thought, you know what I need to bring to the show today? This, pinata. so Mark can ask about it.
2: It's a porcupine pinata.
3: It is, and it actually, I'm bleeding. See, that tent I'm tentative. bleeding. Do you, you see?
2: Are, is that from poking it's a hole? It's the
3: porcupine. It? No, the porcupine is pokey. He's a pokey porcupine. It's pinata. a pokey.
2: Po- <laughs> <laughs> it's a anyway, pokey porcupine pinata. Were- is that it? A-
3: and they did give me, um, the family who was giving their daughter a quinceañera, gotcha. gave me those really delicious flavored Tootsie Rolls. You know the Tootsie oh, Rolls like that have the different- Oh, like orange or something? Or oh, yeah. Like creamsicle. Mm. So I was like, guys, listen, I'll take this off your hands and I'm going to recycle it later.
2: Is it Tootsie or Tootsie?
3: It's Toots.
2: Yeah. Come on, Vanessa. Do you have a one way? I say on
4: tootsie this? roll. What about you the say commercial? tootsie roll? Tootsie roll. How many
2: licks to a tootsie? Like
3: tootsie pop. Da, da,
2: yeah. But you don't say t tu, tootsie. You say Tootsie tu, tu, Why don't
3: you go ask uh, Santino? What's his name? Who won the Tony? <laughs>
2: I don't, right. he's okay, playing
3: okay. Yeah. You know, tootsie tootsie
2: tootsie um,
3: anyway delicious thank to- to- to, yeah, you is about to Amelda. Right, pay... happy 13 oh no she's 16 sorry to- Kinsimura no wait Kinsimura oh. is 15 mm-hmm. sorry did
2: I go back to the poop emoji
3: I'm talking to myself here no one's listening
2: Elsie and I have our own little talk about poop emojis I have someone in my corner oh you found something interesting in a story that you told us about the other day that relates to the poop emoji by the way Elsie
3: you did Elsie Oh, what? what was it?
2: It was a game.
4: Oh, yeah. Um, that no, wasn't a game. It was Play-Doh.
2: Oh, Play-Doh. Uh, poop emoji yeah, Play-Doh. Yeah, it's, um,
4: it's oh. a whole Play-Doh kit where you.
2: it's all about po- poops. Okay. So, so
3: it could also a double for Kare-Doh. ice cream. Okay. Yeah, what? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. All right. Well, we've covered this in a previous show. I know I brought it up. So, okay. Quickly, yeah. a nerd tip.
3: Just a tip. Nerd tip. Ooh.
2: And then we'll move on with the show.
3: I just wanted to, in this nerd tip, um, satisfy every nerd's needs in the kitchen. Mm. So um, it's if you guys have heard of Board Panda, it's an amazing site. Yes, and I just wanted to direct you all there if you were interested in getting some fun little nerdy gadgets. I found some super cool things on there. Um, so check it out. One of which is a Death Star Ice Sphere mold. So you can have a Death Star huge awesome ice cube, plop it in your drink. I need
2: that. Alcoholic
3: mm-hmm. or non. Um, a Doctor Who tea infuser, which is super fun because it goes with the British theme. Mm-hmm. A Pac-Man oven mitt, a dragon egg oh, so cookie jar from Game of Thrones. Yeah, wacka, exactly. Yeah. It's yellow. Um, And also, this one was really funny. It's a keyboard waffle iron. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Eh, who wants that? I don't know. I was mean. But I love the Death Star ice cube. That's important. Yeah, it's like the size of your fist.
0: Wow. It's so
3: cool. So anyway, I just thought Board Panda had some really cute stuff. So if you have a nerd friend who likes to cook, head on over, see their list. It's really fun.
2: I'm still suspicious that Danielle gets paid for these mentions.
3: I wish. I
2: know, right? Okay.
3: Board so. Panda, give me a call. I also love pandas. Hey, Danielle. Uh, Mark.
1: Start the show. Start me. the show. From the Mouth Media Network studios in New York City, and from the same people who brought you Monkey Radio with Mark, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie.
2: Alright, we are here on Funny People Talking with Vanessa Hollingshead. She's a stand-up comedian and so much more. And We're going to talk all about who she is, what she is, and why she is in just a few <laughs> minutes. But, why
3: she is amazing.
2: But for now... I have two things that I would like to discuss, if we may. One is something that I had to talk about. And oh, my the God. Other get it off is, your chest. I am aware that you were at Pride mm-hmm. Parade. Uh, I was. Danielle. And not only were you there witnessing, but you were you were participating in a, in, a, in a somewhat unique manner. Yeah. And so I can't wait to hear about that. But first, I have to tell you about something that happened. Okay, tell me. That is just cray-cray. <laughs>
3: Tell me the cray cray. It defines
2: it's defined as cray cray Now,
3: does it have to do with the subway? It does. I knew it.
2: Do you Can, know what it this is? is?
3: No, I'm saying this is a signature Mark Ray subway signature. story. Yes, yeah, I'm like,
2: ready. It's like, it's like you know, riding with Mark, riding with Mark. Yeah,
3: we all know all where right. it's going. I'm so, ready. So
2: I may have told you about this off mic, but uh the other day my wife and I were on the subway and there was a Woman, a young woman. I'm going to imagine she was in her early 20s, maybe. Uh, that was uh, had no shoes on. Didn't seem to have a purse or any other belongings with her. She had a bottle of water. That's it. Are
3: you sure it was water? No. Okay.
2: But I believe it was. Okay. Anyway,
3: I mean, the her, shoes off are the most dangerous thing you can.
2: And do. her signature move was that for the 45 minutes that we were on the train, she was laughing hysterically, I should mention she was by herself, oh. curled up in the corner seat, laughing at such a level of intensity that I was starting to get a little concerned about her well-being yeah. from, from a like hyperventilation or cardi- cardiac or passing yeah. out or whatever situation. And it was very clear that only one of two things probably was happening, either she had some sort of Brain issue, the, the tumor, psychological breakdown, something, or she was on some sort of substance. And uh, I think we agreed that she probably was on some sort 45 of. 45 minutes. It was a long oh, time. My gosh. She laughed. I think out of the 45 minutes, there was about three of those minutes that she was not laughing, in which she sort of caught her breath and calmed down for a second, and then it would come again. Wow. And when I say she was laughing, it was, it was intense laughing you know where someone goes like
3: <laughs> for 45 minutes yes oh my god it was
2: crazy oh. um so
3: did you ask her if you could have some
2: i did not occur to me
3: okay good for you
2: i but i want to I, I have you have you ever seen someone like out in public or on the subway or something that has some sort of yeah intense Emotional reaction happening that you don't know the backstory, but you're 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 stuck, if you will, with what this person is doing.
0: (laughs) There was this woman probably a few months ago. I just finished working at Dangerfields, and I at first I thought, you know, she's crazy, and she was talking about, you know, how the fascists are taking over America, (laughs) and you know, corporate greed and Walmart. And after a while, I'm like. she starting not make a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was listening. And she was angry. She was angry. You got the corporate greed. No one listens. No one takes control over America. People ha- don't even stand up for themselves. Everyone's a bunch of wimps. What's going on back in the Constitution and 14 said you had this. We had this amendment. What's ha- I mean, she knew her stuff. And I was thinking, God, just shut up. And then I'm like, oh, she's right. <laughs> this woman is right. Why are why are our what do, what do you call it those? Uh, why are our prophets half insane? You know. Yeah. I
2: know. Yeah. Is this like a is this like a, a social studies teacher that? that yeah, that went that wrong. Found crack or something. I don't.
0: Like? I don't know what she. It, Sometimes I read about like homeless people and there's such a thin line between insanity and genius. Yeah. And sometimes they just need like their wife to leave them or their husband to leave them. Yeah. For them to snap. Not yeah. everybody can be their own best friend and be fine with a dog and a cat.
3: Right. So true. Yeah, and some in people New York, they're heartbroken. It's right in your face right. in New York. Right. Wow. There is a priestess who lives on my street those were air quotes yeah i did some air quotes quotes. i don't know i just called her that because i thought it was interesting she wears like a cape thing and goes around (laughs) and she spit at my boyfriend's feet. Yeah, it was a thing. Um, anyway. Did, how
2: did his life change after that moment? He
3: Well, we saw her the other night and uh, wow. she was walking toward us on the street and he goes cross, cross, babe, babe, cross with me. <laughs> and we were like this way and we weaved through cars and we just went to the other side of the street. But he could see her coming from like a, a while, oh my a gosh. while away over a block. He was like, we are going to the other side. Wow. I don't know. I would love to know her story if she would calm down enough to not like yell at me. That'd be cool.
2: So many of these people, whether they're homeless or whether they're walking the streets psychotically or whatever, maybe they have such interesting, interesting stories. Now, I know uh, my wife. I really admire the fact you know that your wife. I know my wife. Um, it's thank it was God. A good first step.
3: She's <laughs>
2: my my wife is uh, she she is uh, amazing in that she intera- she takes time to interact with homeless people that she comes across.
3: Yeah. Wow. Helps them
2: out, learns their story, befriends them in 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 a way they really touch her in her heart. Yeah. You know, she really identifies with them and doesn't allow their situation to define them. And and it's really it's really awesome to see. And um, that's amazing. Uh, but does she approach them, or do they approach
4: her? And think, she just goes with the flow.
2: I don't know. I think it probably is a little of both. I don't know. I have to ask her to. Be sure. Okay. She um, doesn't
3: go like swap gum with them. <laughs> That's what all best friends part. do.
2: She hasn't told me that part, but <laughs> but I'm confident she would leave them with the gum.
3: <laughs> yes. Very sweet. Very sweet.
2: <laughs> but but you know, so so many of these people, I really I think it would be fascinating to like just do like a documentary.
3: Oh, they have been done. To, yeah.
2: To um no, they haven't. It's my idea.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, copyright Mark Rako.
2: That's right. Thank you.
0: Uh, it was a, one yeah. on the mole people that live in the tunnels yeah. of New York City. That oh. Was, oh my God. That was amazing. Oh and they would come. I, I've never seen anything like the to stories. have homes in the tunnels of the subways. Yeah.
3: Fascinating stuff.
2: I want to do a podcast in which you create a place for homeless people to come up to and tell their story.
3: Yeah. And yeah. And then you
2: capture that, and then you. And and then it takes a picture of them. It can be like an automated thing. They go up and it's like, do you want to tell your story? And then the, you can hit the button and it will record you for t- 10 minutes. Let's up to 10 minutes. And then when you, when you say I'm done, it takes your picture. And then that. It, that becomes the the podcast is yeah. you tell the story of these people. I want to do that. And then That'd maybe cool, right?
3: somehow if they were people actually really wanting help, they could be introduced to the right people somehow to get them out of the state they're in.
2: See, that's a good If idea. that's
3: a part of their story.
2: Well, because here's the thing. Because some
3: people are not coherent enough to even want that or need it or Not understand. everybody
2: wants to get out of that life either.
3: Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm.
2: So. Yeah. Um, All right.
3: uh, Yeah. Speaking of not (laughs) drunk, laughing, high, whatever, people, pride. Everyone was very alert, very awake. So, what do you want? What do you want to know? Were they on ecstasy? No. Well, not in my area. Yeah. Okay. Not in my area.
2: I want to give you five minutes, five to seven minutes of the show. No, no, that's your canvas to work with. Wow. Five to seven minutes of the show.
3: I'll take you four. Have
2: take four. And I want you to talk about what your experience was right. being a part of Pride, why you were interacting with the Pride Parade uh, in a practical sense.
3: So I was asked to be there with the company NYC Go. Have you guys heard of that? Essentially, they, they're, they're sort of like a tourist travel bureau, if you will. If you've seen the NYC posters, they're on the subways and all yeah. that. So they're like – you know, the, another entity of like 311, that whole thing. Um, so they had this whole idea of pride uncontained. So I was on the team of people that helped choreograph and teach a routine to the volunteers of NYC Go. So it was so fun. And the idea with the uncontained thing was we all either had fans or umbrellas, or some people had a butterfly. Um, Uh, sort of these like flags they wore on their back and everything went from a state of contained, like the closed umbrella, the closed fan, to uncontained of being open, like an open parasol or an open fan and waving it around. So yeah, so I got to teach um, a group of, there were about, um hundred and forty um volunteers and then we they were we split everyone up into groups and I got to teach my group I was like Team Danielle over here and there were 20 of them and we did choreography to uh the queen's song Don't Stop Me Now. Da 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 da. Oh, I have the whole thing memorized. Um I
0: played that on the way over here.
3: <gasps> oh <laughs> synergy. That's so awesome, Vanessa. Yeah. Yep, okay, there you go, having a good time
0: Having da-da. a good, yeah. yeah It's so up, it's so positive
3: Yes, it's yeah. so good It makes good. you feel
0: good, if, yeah. if you're depressed It just lifts you up Yeah. It
3: does, and so we, that's what we did So um. So th- the goal Was for us to step off Into the parade at one o'clock mm-hmm. In the afternoon um. And by that time everyone had like their shirts Their things, they knew their positions Their choreography Um of course, it's running late. Of course, one thirty comes around, 2 o'clock comes around. We get word we're going to be stepping off around 2.30 or 3. Mm-hmm. Okay, people go to the bathroom, come back, get a snack, come back, whatever. But having said that, this is pride. So it took me 45 minutes to walk to a Starbucks that was less than a block away, wait in the line for the bathroom at that Starbucks, and come back. 45 minutes. To on a normal, you know, like a normal Wednesday or whatever that would take me, I don't know, like 44, five 43. Oh, yeah, 43. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you're talking LA time now, LA traffic. <laughs> yes, no, right. but like, it, yeah, it was, it was insane. It was overloaded people. So, but anyway, the crew was so cool. I got to meet people from the Netherlands. There were people from New Zealand, um, different couples from all other, uh, all over the world. I don't know what all other was. All over. That's what I meant to say. Um. Anyway, we ended up stepping off into the parade at 5.15 p.m. Oh, Whoa. my wow. 5.15. What happened was. Were you
2: paid by the hour?
3: I was. I was fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else was volunteering. So half of our crew of our team that were volunteering left because they had a Times Square happy hour party starting at 5 o'clock well, priorities. In, in Midtown. So they all were like. Ooh, we're out of here. We got to go. Like, we want to go to the Pride party. We're too exhausted because by that time it was exhausting. So anyway, we're all chilling there, rallying, trying to make it happen. And now this is the funny part. All of us are just like in these pink and white shirts that say NYC. And we have like our cute little butterflies and our and our cute little parasols. The, the float right behind us was all the BDSM daddies it was like all the gay men with harnesses oh so you everything out okay so i am telling you we're all like butterflies parasols rainbows and then right behind us is like people with whips people with like it was amazing and so oh my god it was just like such a contrast but all of us had this four hour period to just sit there. So everyone was talking, people from different mm. nations, different countries. Um and yeah, it was really, it was really great. A big thing that slowed the day down was one group was supposed to the first section that stepped off was supposed to have four hundred people, but there were a thousand people. Wow. So they the counting like people just were like, Well we're gonna come, you know, and it's like, no, you're actually not allowed Like, the registration system is not – it's just too many people. When it's that big, what can you do? Well, the
2: other thing, too, is when's the last time you remember that the Pride parade had this amount of promotion because of the 50th anniversary and all that? Oh, my God.
3: Stonewall, everyone wanted to
2: be a part of it, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. So, and then, yeah, in the morning, um, there was the – uh, like the original, a lot of the original marchers from fifty years ago were there. Um, and that was like a pre parade, and that held everything up too. So wow. anyway, all this to say, I had a wonderful time. It was so cool to march down on Christopher Street in that area. I met some amazing people, and here I am living. But my throat, you'll notice, it's a little sore because. Yeah. I had to you yell shown, over yeah. music, like, oh, and yeah. turn, turn, seven, eight, you know, like choreography. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I will say, speaking of your voice, one of my, when you were singing the song, the Queen song, yeah. one of my very favorite things, very favorite things that happens on the show is when you do music, when you do like, when you do like the do
3: do 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 Oh, like I'll, Daniel, I'll bip into a, a musical interlude yeah, really sometimes, funny. I do, yeah. That's my favorite thing. My favorite uh, thing to add to a thing is a do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. Just a little
2: do-do.
0: I'll, pu- I'll put one in later.
2: Vanessa, have you ever partaken in a parade? Have you ever been a part of a parade?
0: I got stuck in the gay pride parade and I was not, I didn't have the joyful experience you had. I was like, what is going on? And I was like, oh, this is the, oh, great. And I was on Christopher Street right by the, and it was insane. And I just, I just wanted to get out of it. And uh, it reminded me of being in Times Square But Mm -hmm. I got back from work, from working overseas, and I saw the confetti. Like, it it stopped right a block away from me is where it ended. And I saw all the, you know, the rainbow confetti, and everyone looked like they had a great time and were exhausted. But it was so funny because I'm looking, I'm walking down the street, I'm like... Man, these cops are great looking, and I'm like, oh, they're all gay. That's why they're they're in shape. Oh, they're all in short they're shorts. Not, they were just so handsome looking, and oh. I'm like, they're gay cops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't have like, uh, you know, let's get some donuts. It's like, you know, let's have some. Let's have the kale shake. <laughs> I don't know. You know,
3: speaking of that, so you you essentially got caught in the in the parade.
0: I got caught, in, and yeah. I didn't want to be in the parade. I was supposed to. I can't even remember what I was. Down there for, but yeah. I got caught in the middle of the parade.
3: Well, you know, sometimes that's a story to write home about. But, but you made the most of it. I mean, you really. Oh enjoyed man, it. I was. It, it was exhausting, though. Like I'm cutting out like the dehydration. You
0: know, I'm cutting I, out. I, I had to for pee you. like. Uh, I got oh, a bladder God. like a thimble. I never would have lasted. No, no, I never would have lasted. It's
3: it's really. I mean, people had Pringles cup, but Pringles. Yeah. Um, cans, yeah, but there was one very vivid moment, and then I can close the chapter on this day. But there was one moment where we were turning the corner about to go on to Christopher Street in the West Village, and there were these two guys in golden Speedos, mm-hmm. very like, um, tight, shimmery gold Speedos. And they had a huge flag, and it was stuck on a traffic light. So they were trying to get this flag. It was giant. It was like a huge wire going up into the sky, and they were moving it. And you had 10 cops surrounding them, like, trying to spot them and help them. Mm -hmm. And finally, I turned the corner. I see this, and they, like, just dislodged it. All the cops around these two guys in golden speedos are like clapping. They're like smiling, laughing. I got a great photo of it. I you know that's, And it was amazing.
2: That's like the gay you know you know that famous Iwo Jima uh, Marines uh picture and statue where yeah. they're they're they have the I think it's Iwo Jima or whatever, where they have the flag. Yeah American flag and right the three of them Right, are right. I know what you're talking about. So this could be like the new like the <laughs> the gay yeah. Iwo Jima
0: well it's so unity image, moment unity moment yeah I mean considering what they did 50 years ago exactly how the cops just which, which, with Stonewall and how gays and lesbians were just a brutally treated throughout history and, here they are helping this was them. Something, and there they are clapping and helping there like you go. it just it takes you know
2: no were these the real cops or the gay cops i, I don't
0: know no, they, they were all real cops but they might have had a gay yeah, yeah. son or a gay brother or a gay cousin because yeah. everyone always kind of did but no one talked about yeah. it yeah
2: all right well anyway, thank you for great. sharing your pride uh, experience you. All right, uh, we are going to play a quick improv game, and then it's to Vanessa and uh, find out all about her. Uh, I've decided that because Vanessa has a little bit of a musical background, also, we're going to play Mishmash Mix. Let's
4: do it. Which is
2: basically a version of Make Up a Song on the spot, where we take three words and a style. And create a song on the spot about that. So, uh, the way I'm going to play it today, and I to suggest we play it, is we'll take, since there's four of us here, one of us will give three words based on the cues that someone, I'll, I'll be happy to do whatever. Okay. And then the other person will come up with a style. And then the third person will have to make up a song on the spot, incorporating those three words into the song. I love it. In the style that's been given to them. We
3: did this on our first episode. We did. I love this game.
2: So let's start. Um, you're going to go first, Danielle. Okay, great. All right. And uh, what I would love is, Vanessa, uh, I'd like you to come up with, are you ready? Mm-hmm. An object.
0: An object.
2: Any object.
0: I'll
3: take whatever object you got coffee cup. Okay, coffee, okay. Cup, coffee cup. A
2: place
0: um pick up england
2: and a and a strange word
0: kumquat
2: okay coffee cup england and kumquat kumquat and what style of music should this be Elsie? country country okay all right here's a song
3: that was for you Make you it- no um I'm just here sittin under my kumquat tree. It's really nice cause it shades me from the sun, the sun, the sun here in England. (laughs) Sunny, 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 sunny England. That's what they call it. No? Oh. Rainy, rainy, (laughs) rainy, rainy rainy England, where I'm sitting here with my coffee Oh, this should be tea with my tea. Uh
2: (laughs) Very good. That was brilliant. Good job.
1: I like went really hick with
2: that.
0: Uh Yeah, that was uh, great. Thank
2: you. (laughs) Good job. Elsie, you're going to go next. Uh, Why don't you cue me on a style and cue Vanessa on words, Danielle.
3: uh, Three uh, words. Give me a... Oh, oh yeah. uh, Words. Your words. Any three
2: kinds of words.
3: Oh, um. Can you give me a verb? A verb. Yeah.
2: Um. It's like Mad Libs.
3: Running. Running.
2: I'm
4: doing a verb too. No. You're the one. You're the one doing it. So
3: you need to put the word "running" in there. Oh. May I also have um uh, an adjective? But like an, an outlandish kind of adjective. Slovenly. Oh
2: wow, oh, this is gonna be sorry. hard. <laughs> running and slovenly. Limpidity. One more word. Um
3: and then um yeah, just like a household item. You got it, Elsie. And oh, what style, Mark?
2: Um in in the style of a jingle. A jingle. So you've got slovenly, running, and toilet cleaner in the style of a jingle. All right.
4: When you're living in a house that's slovenly and your toilet is running all day, <laughs> get this toilet bowl cleaner and your troubles all all go away. Oh,
3: God, Great.
0: Wow. Perfect on the spot. Yeah. Good job.
2: Okay, Vanessa, do you want to give it a try?
0: Yeah, you guys are good. All right, let's Iana's try. A, I, feel like I'm with, um, I feel like I'm with Second City. There you go. Oh, head. yeah. I'll yeah, well, take we're it. Second Thank class,
2: UCB. We're second class. I third feel like city. I'm with UCB. <laughs> we're third City. There you city. go. UCB. Okay, okay, okay. Um,
3: it's Vanessa now. Okay,
2: so Vanessa now. So um, I will uh, give the words. Okay. Um, and you, you give me the word cues, Elsie. You'll do the style, style. Danielle. Okay. And Vanessa will sing. All right. Go ahead, Elsie.
4: So I just get to pick what I want?
2: No, you tell me the kinds of words I need to tell Vanessa. Oh,
4: okay. Um, An item.
2: Uh, um, a, 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 An axe. An axe? Yeah. Hatchet. Let's say hatchet. hatchet. okay. Hatchet. Food. Banana. Animal. Woodchuck. Hatchet, banana, woodchuck. In the style
3: of? In the style of... Like a nineteen forties like crooner like Frank Sinatra something like that.
0: Okay, I just said is that crooner is that right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Hatchet. Woodchuck. Woodchuck. And banana. banana and banana. You can do yeah. it. Uh,
3: oh god, I'm snapping. What?
0: I was in the forest and I saw a woodchuck and he looked pretty hungry so I had a banana which but I had a hard time cutting it until I had my hatchet so I hatched the hat I uh <laughs> took my banana and I used my hatchet and I cut a little piece for the woodchuck so that was my uh <laughs> That was my uh, fun time with the woodchuck in uh, Mage. I can't. Uh, this is more of a banana. poetry slam. Yeah, I love is, it.
2: This is,
3: this is in the style
0: uh, of uh, New, New, New Eureka poetry. I know.
2: Yeah. That, that, that sounded like you were doing a true poetry slam. I like that. I was that.
0: trying to think of, like, I was thinking of. Um, you know, like, when the clock strikes yeah. Have oh, yeah. the sixth babe yeah. And then I was thinking of Mae West as well you know. oh. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So I, I was, There was a banana it. And uh, looked pretty good to me But that woodchuck looked kind of hungry So I was like, yeah. I
2: don't think Mae West ever saw a banana she didn't like
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> right oh.
2: <And> I certainly <laughs> oh. didn't
0: want to give it to the woodchuck But he looked kind of hungry <laughs> <laughs> There
2: you go I like yes. that But oh.
0: hardly a song yeah. You guys oh, were I, like, I you like guys that. had this you had the songs,
2: yeah. I love that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, now um, we're gonna
0: give Mark a really, really, really
3: intense. One. Oh, I
2: know. I, I asked for it. So, All right. okay. What are we give, doing? Give me, give me.
3: Uh. Okay. Um. Who's doing what? I don't know. Can they- you choose the style for him? Yes. Okay. Um, Elsie, give him a um something you'd find in a supermarket.
0: He Um. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, heavy metal style. Okay. Okay. Oh, heavy metal style. So
4: heavy nice. Metal. All right. Um, in the grocery store. Yeah, today. Um, a cash register. Okay, cash register.
3: Cash register. Give him um, a, a type of tree. <laughs> uh, I don't
4: know. Weeping willow.
3: Oh, cash register, okay. a weeping willow. And finally- um, a type of virus.
2: <laughs> Ebola, of course.
3: <laughs> oh my okay, god!
2: Cash register, weeping willow. <laughs> See, we're giving Ebola. <laughs> yeah. In it's in my f- this is
3: my fault though.
2: My favorite favorite style, which is heavy metal. Oh my god! Mark, rock
4: thing. it out! I'll do double bass for
3: you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: I was <laughs> in the supermarket, carrying my wallet. Oh, excuse me. Oh, my. I went down the aisle <laughs> with my girlfriend Nola. <laughs> Couldn't pay for the medicine. <laughs> That was because of her. Mm-mm. She didn't bring any money to put in the cash register. So we ran out, ran out, ran out of the store. Ran out, ran out, ran out, ran out of the store. And we were so low. We smashed into the weeping willow.
3: Bing, well-o. Thank you very much. All right, that was, it. That was Yeah, so good. That was great. Like, yeah, we were anticipating rhymes, <laughs> yeah. and
2: I was like, "What's yeah. that?" I, I honestly didn't think great. I was going to be able to do that because I was like, "How does heavy metal go?" I don't listen to heavy metal. All
3: right, that so wasn't heavy metal. That, really that was something metal. that was more like, Def like or, really, really good though. Or that it was worked. Like, that it was, was like Van Halen
2: it, or something. Yeah. Or something. Anyway, thank you everybody for participating. That was really fun. That was a good one. Um, that was a great one. All right, so we're we'll take a quick break. When we come back, it's all about Vanessa right after this.
1: Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you.
2: All right, Vanessa. Yeah. Vanessa Hollingshead, stand-up comedian, extraordinaire, Renaissance woman, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. By the way, your shirt, although it's floral. Mm-hmm. It's very rorschach to me. I feel like I see lots of things in that shirt. Oh. Okay.
3: Yeah, it's cool. There's a lot going on. It's a coral pinkish shirt with an off-white and flowers for those listening. Mm-hmm.
2: So I always like to start out this part of the show by what I'll, I'll say, I'll call it jumping in the middle of the pool and swimming back.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Why do you think you're funny?
0: uh because
2: I didn't mean that as a challenge by way. but like, why do you think you're funny but what what was the moment that you actually said I think maybe I'm funny and then therefore I'm gonna try to be funny more often.
0: I never tried so much to be funny. I just saw things in a funny way. huh Um Mm. Or and I would get angry easily, and things annoyed me a lot. Uh, so it would be it would be seen as funny. Like I remember my first time I worked when I used to be in office. I used to work in an office, and I had this. I remember the boss, Mister Plumpkin. He said uh,
2: <laughs> the perfect name Plumpkin, for a boss. Yeah, yes. and he
0: goes. Uh, This means hold my calls, and this means take a message. So,
2: so an index finger up, hold your calls, and then turn it in a circle. As... And
0: that means take a message. Okay. And he goes, you got that? Yeah. And like so condescending, and I just went, is... and he said, again, <laughs> this means hold my calls, this means take a message. And I very calmly said, yes, this means hold your calls, and this, and this means take a message. And I felt circle. like I was turning into Jack Nicholson, you know. <laughs> And, and um, you're like, and this means. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what- so when he would close the door, I'd be like, did you, see-? I would be talking to the, you know, the typing pool or, you know, the people working there. And I said, what's with the finger? And uh, I said, you know what? I feel like saying this means I won't be coming in tomorrow. <laughs> and they all burst would out laughing bird, and he'd open the, the door. the bird
2: of goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it was always like, I just would s- see things funny uh, or sarcastic
2: is that is that really the way that your humor is now? Is it rooted in that anger, if you will, that observational...
0: It's, it's probably rooted in, like, I can't catch a break and things don't ever work out for me, but I also do a ton mm-hmm. of characters. Like, mm-hmm. I love to do... A uh, funny characters, or you know, uh, anything that, like I, I've taken yoga, and then it's like a the, a girl from LA is teaching the yoga class. and I'm getting so irritated because she says inhale, exhale. It's like it's inhale, exhale. So now I'm sweating and I'm getting tense. I have to take another yoga class to get over her. That that's class. right. <laughs> so that's kind of my. My humor. I love
3: that. I'm from L.A., so sorry. Are you from L.A.? So it's like, yeah, okay. It's like, it's really oh good. God. Yeah. It's like, sorry, guys. It's, it's really,
0: out. really, and it's so good for you. It is. And um, then you have to take
3: another yoga class to get
0: over the yeah, yoga class. Yeah, which means start. it's meant to be. It's supposed yeah. to be like that. <laughs>
3: <to> um lie.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so just a for six counts. I'm like, it's inhale and exhale. And then there'd be a woman that barely speaks English. And she'd be like, and then they have these new ways of talking, like, heavy the arms to your side. I'm like, just put the (laughs) arms down. Put the arms down. Oh, my God, Um, this is amazing. Swim your legs to the center of the the mat. Yeah, they do say swim. I'm like, just put your legs down. Lift your arms up. Like, why are you making it so flowery? Is you, you know, why? This is so oh. stupid. And it's like, please. And as soon as we finish, like, you know, 10 of these, I'm like, oh, good. She's going to shut up with the inhale. I <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay. I think uh, that first question was answered very well. Very well. We see we see <laughs> your lens a little bit more. I love that.
2: Question number two. Let's see how we do on question number two. Okay. Daniel. Let's see how question we do. Question number two, Vanessa. What's been the path? Meaning, how did you... As you, as you built your career to wherever it is now, and I'm kind of interested also as a sub question or a sidecar question, where you think on your trajectory you are now, uh, as opposed to where you are hoping it can head. but let's talk about now, right? Now, now, as opposed to then now. Yes. Now, now. How did you survive all the years that you had to be funny in front of people and you had to pay your dues and do your bringer shows and go to all of the East bum Ugh. blah places and, and, and you're lucky if they paid you and all that sort of stuff. And the times when they didn't pay you and all those things until the point now where you're able to claim that this is the way that you make your living. How did you live through those times while still being able to do stand up and travel as you needed to?
0: Within uh, within two years of being a stand up, I got a huge development deal, and I turned down a hu- I turned down the Drew Carey show. Wow! Because I was offered another show, so uh, I had wow. a I had a, a set that all I, I told my manager I said I just want to make a work tape, and I was at Caroline's, and the uh, head of CBS happened to be there, and M- Amy Tricasso Davis. And everyone was going up to the Montreal Comedy Festival. And we sent out 500, you know, fly, you know, and used to do the snail mail. We sent mm. out 500. And she came to Caroline's. And Tony said, it's going to be like 50 bucks. You I said, you know, you never know. I just wanted just a work tape because I'm working on, on stuff. And that night was like magic. I don't know what happened. Mm. And I had 60 meetings in L.A., Wow. And NBC said, you know, please watch the Drew Carey show. But then Carsey Warner said, we'll put you on a, a cop show that never got made. Mm-hmm. So I went from hot, hot to ice cold. And Lucian Holt, who was the artistic director of the comic strip and eventually became my, we eventually got married, mm, yeah. I said, uh, he goes, you might never get another opportunity. I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? I'm like talented. It's going to yeah. come and goes. He said, no, honey, you might have shot your last wad. Yeah. And it's like you you get kind of talked to harshly in this business. It's almost like boxing. Truly. And yeah. I said, well, well, then what do I do? He goes, you're going to have to make yourself undeniable. You, you barely had any material. You got lucky. And um, wow. it was very hard to hear those words because I said I've been acting since I was a little kid and I always wanted to do that. And he was uh, – he said, uh, you never know in this business. You might get another chance and you might not. And that's when I just worked around the clock and I wrote my one person show and I was with William Morris at the time and um the one woman show did very well but it was like a labor of love. And then I just kept doing show after show after show and getting good and uh, getting really strong at what I did. Then I got a Comedy Central special, and then Lucian died. He had scleroderma. He passed away. Oh, wow. uh, and then I went from, like, never drinking to drinking quite a lot. Oh, wow. um, so, and one of my jokes were me, my friends tried so many interventions with me, I just used to leave the plastic folding chairs set up in a semicircle in my apartment when they came over. <laughs> so that was well, I- based on... There's the truth in comedy. Wow. Wow. And so then Mm. I had to, like, put my life – I had to somehow put my life together. And um, I had this – and I was working with this director, and I lost her. She ended up getting addicted to heroin. And then she cleaned up her act, and she was crying on the phone when I said, Lucian died. And I said, listen, I just watched someone I love die – I can't watch another person I love die. The second you clean up, let me know, and I'll be there. And she ended up going to Samaritan Village, and I was now the heavy drinker as she was sober. And I knew enough lingo uh, that I went into the rehab, and I walked her out of there, and I put cologne on and drank mouthwash. You know, I swall, you know, mouthwash so that my breasts Mm -hmm. smelled minty. And I could not. Stopped drinking at the time, and I dragged her drunk to a meeting, and I said, listen, I don't want you to wind up like me. You've got to, like, stay here. You never, this this is, it's like a, a, a gorilla on your back. Mm-hmm. And um, then when I sobered up long enough, she was living with me, and I was able to put, like, I, I got together a whole set. And then I just, again, spent years trying to get funny, uh, just just working on my craft and traveling around. And then four years ago, I put in four applications to Starbucks. Yeah. And I just thought some cruel joke had been played on me. I just thought, God, you, you do this to me. I've been in and out of homes. Wow. I've uh, watched uh, – I've, you know, lost my husband. Then I lost my boyfriend. Then I lost my mother. Then I lost my dad. I mean, like, yeah. what do you – now I'm going to, like, have no career. And I'm funny and I'm good and I'm hardworking. And I said, okay, God, I guess this is between us. And I thought, well, I guess, you know, Louis will we see Kale have to have me watch me make a cappuccino for him? Or, you know, right. I mm. was before he, you know, fell from grace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then this comedian said, I'm working with a ship company, Don Casino, shipping a, you know, the books, cruise lines. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, uh, can you get down to Florida? I said, I can't even pay my rent. He said, well, we're going to give you a nine. Uh, we're going to have, we're, the office is going to take a look at your drinking material. And he goes, it's very edgy. going to give you a shot. And then they said, we got to make sure Royal likes it. It was like very unheard of that wow. someone with no, with that didn't have like family friendly stuff got on the ships with uh, not even audition. And 13 people had to see that, that drinking set that I got from literally, you were right. trying to hold my life together. Were you sober at that point? Yeah, Amazing. yeah, I was sober at that point. Wow. Yes. And I, that's why I was like, I, I got sober for for this. And uh <laughs> so on on Sunday I put the I put the applications in and on Tuesday I got the call that they're gonna give me a shot on um Royal Caribbean and I went on Oasis of the Seas and <laughs> Carrie Long, who was the other act I was working with, was quarantined. Uh, He got sick.
1: So there I
0: was on a ship having to do ship material. You know, I didn't even, they said, do your act. And they really didn't want your act. They really wanted you to talk to them. So I developed that. And that was four years ago. And then. How
2: long did you do that?
0: I did that for four. This is going on four years. But I've been a comedian now for 27 years. And um, then. I was just really depressed with the PC thing, like everything I would say, someone would take it the wrong oh, way and wow. on chips, they want to get free stuff so they'll say, you know, I was offended by that comedian, you know, I'm this or I'm that and she, I felt she picked made f- and I'm kind of like Joan Rivers but I'm not harsh like that but I used to like yeah. if you were if you were black if you were jewish if you were muslim I always could do the characters and banter and I started to feel like my wings were clipped of what I could say and what I couldn't say so the and- one
2: thing you had in your life
0: was I could do all these characters, you success or, yes. joy or Whatever
2: that, and they don't want to be. Yeah. they don't want you to be you.
0: I could do anybody. I would meet someone within ten minutes and be able to do them or imitate them. And I'd study characters. I studied method acting. I got scholarships to like you know Lee Strasberg. I was this is what I did it out of love. I never did it out of there was no mean, you know, ethnic characters. So I was really depressed. It was it was a rainy night. And uh, Carol said, I want you to do this. Um, can you do the show, Funny Women uh, women of a Certain Age? It's at the Crane Theater. There'll probably be like yeah, eight or nine people. The crane. Yeah, yeah there'll be eight or nine people. And I'm like, can I say what I want? And Carol said, yeah, say what you want. And I figured it would be a m- bunch of women in their 50s, maybe the odd guy there, you know, in hopes that he'll... Get laid if you support (laughs) it. And uh, so I get there, my hair is a little messy. I just have jeans and a t shirt. I hadn't had sugar, wheat, or flour in a while. And I passed the Kaiser pastry place with the the, the almond croissant. Oh my God. And I thought, and I'm sitting in the dressing room getting ready to go on. I take a bite of this, and it's like, oh my God, it's like better than sex. Like it was just, and the sugar went right to me. And I went on and I was on fire and Carol said, by the way, um, the, the 12 people in the audience that fell in love with you, uh, nine of them were from Showtime oh, and three of wow. them from Lifetime. Uh, wow. And then I did this French porn girl and uh, Carol said, uh, because of you, we got the Showtime special, funny women of a certain age. Oh, and wow. because of that porn girl, I said, the porn chick. And the porn chick was based on my German-American boyfriend who I made like a German, like a buffoon, because to protect his children and about how men like hardcore sex who are hardcore porn and women like silly. silly mm-hmm. Like, I wonder why the pizza man is so – you know, like we just don't <laughs> – it's silly. And uh, so uh, then I know a few months ago we had a Showtime special. And wow. then things started – to just look up and I just got back from the ships again. And, um, so it's, but it's a lot of pressure to have jokes that are ship friendly and make the kids laugh and, um, and then try and say what's important. I mean, what's important Mm -hmm. to me is so much inequity, so much inequality with the 1% and the, Mm -hmm. you know, the super rich and the, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, but you can't say that stuff on the ship, so I want to try and make that's things that are really passionate. Some of the things that are with the human condition. But wow. I, are I don't
1: you do, that.
2: are you doing the ships now because that's that's a that's a, a quote steady unquote gig, or 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 do you like doing it, or does that feel like some level of success to you, or? Where on the scale is that for you? It's
0: gotten very competitive. Um, it's one of the few places you can make money now. Um, a comic will get it. I'll work at one of the top clubs like uh, Gotham and get $25 for a set on a weekday. Oh, that's ridiculous. Dangerfields, $25 used,
3: on a weekday. I used come to on. produce stand-up and anyone doing over a 15-minute set who would be like a headliner, we'd always pay them 100 bucks. Right. Just saying.
0: Yeah. Come on, nice. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you can get some money, but once you get like a TV credit or different credits, yeah. you go up a little bit. But yeah. it doesn't have the cachet it used to. But but our show did because Showtime doesn't do a lot of specials.
2: So what's the big win for you now, Vanessa? What what is what would be the big win to get that development deal again? Get one uh, back. In no, your hand? I well,
0: I've been working on a mini series because my dad um, a book is coming out about my father because my dad brought LSD into the country and gave it to Timothy Leary. So when I was five years old, I took LSD by accident. And Well, uh, tell
2: us about that.
0: Wow. I left that. I usually talk about that first. And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to tell that story. I'm going to tell the story of my life. Because it was always overshadowed by trying to get my dad's story out.
2: You know what? I, I, I forgive me, Danielle and Elsie, if you are dying to hear this story, but in the interest of not just being every other interview you've ever done, mm-hmm. let's skip the LSD at five years old story and ins- instead talk about how you feel having that kind of a story as your lead story, what that feels to you like, L- the fact that you often start with that and say, you know, a defining moment for me in my life was that I took LSD at five years old. One of them. How does that feel to you? And I'm I'm not saying what it should feel like. I'm I'm interested how how you react to that.
0: I first of all I'm very happy that I'm that I'm alive. I don't regret taking it. I remember I wasn't my brain wasn't formed enough. I remember seeing fluorescent worms and pictures getting smaller. And mm-hmm. Richard Alpert, who became Robert Ramdas, gave me a shot of Thorazine in the ass, which I remember because I was petrified right. of needles. And I remember them lifting me up and just giving me the shot. And then my dad said, you, you slept for like 12 hours. And he, they were thinking you know i hope she doesn't have some brain damage i'm like you know that was a lot of carelessness yeah. for a little kid um so there was a lot of um there was a lot of hurt there cuz my dad wasn't around and there was a lot of anger and there was a lot but the strength i got instead of like i never like to come from victim mentality or where i came from and, or tell the story to get sympathy now it's like This made me—this gave me the world's greatest survival skills, and it also gave me an enormous amount of compassion because my mom looked like a bag lady, and Mm. she Mm. endured a lot of violence, and a lot of—there was a lot of, uh, you know, mental—she wasn't Mm. screwed too tight. And um, I remember she heckled me in a comedy club and asked people for a good bag of grass, and right in front of my set, and I said, uh, well, this is why I'm a comedian, you know, so it made me— And my dad was a very heavy drinker and all he wanted was people to take LSD and to see God and make the world a better place. And Bill W., who started AA, actually took acid when they were doing the Concord prison experiments. So I'm the girl, the little girl that kind of survived all this when a lot of the children either committed suicide or lost it. Uh, So I'm the one, the keeper of the story. And part of me feels like my, I, I almost feel like I'm holding my dad's truth to set the story straight. Mm-hmm. But there's also my truth of being a woman surviving in this business, of being someone that has dealt with the worst and has come up. You know, the legacy I want to leave behind isn't going to be about taking LSD and seeing God. Yeah have you Have
2: you integrated this story into your set? at any point or i
0: joke about my parents i go my dad did so much acid lsd psilocybin blue blotter and purple haze that we used to go on family trips together without ever leaving home wow (laughs) i don't have childhood memories i have flashbacks (laughs) yeah Yeah. and no one knows the amount of pain that comes from just like when i was trying to get pregnant and i had four um tried you know four times for four years, wow. Um, you know, all my comedy comes from truth, and it comes from taking the pain and finding the humor. Cause it was, it was horrible when I couldn't get pregnant, but it was very funny when I was trying to. Cause I, I had it. Lucian had to watch some porn, and mm. I remember he was watching porn in the doctor's office, and he was like stoic, like you know, like Spock. <laughs> and he goes, you know, I watched the porn. I I took care of business. You know. I uh, hope it works, honey. I don't know, uh, but I was surprised that there was no credits coming up after the film. I'm like, Lucian, it's like porn. <laughs> They're showing it. They want. They don't want you to see oh, the credits. They want you to like god. have do the thing. Well, and uh, so. that is now. Yeah. So is this all? In and your... then he would watch porn. Like when we'd be home, I'd be like, I'm ovulating, and he's like, Oh, oh god. I'm like, Can you just put? A film in something <laughs> as well. The only Put one I like. Put something with credits in. I like the women when there's three women together. Three. I mean, what? Yeah. Well, you know what? (laughs) You just get that stuff. I'll be in here so you could relax. And then he'd come in like tired. He's like, it's not a lot. It's all I've got. And I would take it. I put it in. I put my feet up. I would be like, "Okay, please let me have. Oh, please. So there was a lot of humor, but so much. And then I would find out the doctor would say, I'm sorry. And then I had like a miscarriage. So uh, it was all like. Just and then my mother, my crazy mother. She, I called her up when I was told you can never have children. She said, "You know, Vanessa, having children—they're they, so selfish. All they do is want." I'm like, "Yeah, mom," because you would know. <laughs> she just started laughing. <laughs> I said, "You who put me up for adoption or two. Wow. and she goes, "No, I." She goes, "I was the horrible mother. I admit that." And but there's like love we have for each other. Yeah. So, there's something about her you love.
1: She's wow. like, Blanche
0: Dubois gone totally wrong. <laughs> oh, uh, Blanche Dubois smoked pot. So she said, You know, you have a lot of love to give. So maybe in God's infinite wisdom, He wanted you to give a lot of love to Pete, to a lot of people, instead of giving it all to one. And I'm like, I can't believe this crazy mom who made my life a living hell, yeah. who all I wanted to do was figure out and love, said something so. Comforting, to really me. profound, profound yeah. and comforting. Wow, is this all going to be in your one woman show? In the I'm hoping it can make it. I didn't like, I don't usually, I haven't ha- told, I haven't talked like this in some time. Wow. Uh, but is and is your show
3: my show's my show segue, a mini but series? Is it going to be okay? A mini series, I yeah. wasn't sure
0: if it was on stage or no. I did on the one film. person show already back. um in 99 2000, okay. 2000 and then i took a then i just did comedy and i did acting and um now this where we want to sell it as a mini series and now genie has got all these years in recovery i've got all these years and uh yeah and now i'm going to meet her in athens georgia where she's teaching yoga and writing a book from junkie to yogi wow. and we're working together so we we met when I was down on my luck and we have been inseparable ever since, we went our separate ways. She got her life together. I got my life together. And we had a part ways. She said, I can't watch you die like this. Mm. But sometimes, even though I had an addiction problem, I was able to help her with her addiction problem. So not all drug addicts and addicts and overeaters or people with compulsions are always so selfish. Yeah. We're self-involved. But we really do care. And if there was one good thing I did do, I knew that she wouldn't make it on her own ego, that she'd eventually pick up if she didn't get to a meeting. And I said, Jeannie, I don't want you to wind mm-hmm. up like me because you can't stop. You think you can drink normally or safely and yeah, it crosses some kind of fine line.
3: Well, I really want to see this show. Like, yeah, I have I, a deep I'm...
0: desire to see
3: it. And you'll, you'll and I think a lot of people will resonate. I think you're going to speak to so many people.
2: I, I, so best have, of luck. Do you have with a that. role in it for yourself?
0: Um, you I your might mom? be the proudly producer. I had to be prepared to let it go and have people that were, you know, younger play me and then play me. And it's going to be real life. There's going to be four storylines going on, mm. and I love to use music because the you know my dad gave LSD yeah. to Paul McCartney too, so he. Uh, <sighs> So I want. I, ha- I wrote a scene where he's giving it to Paul and wants to get it to John. And mm. John wrote tomorrow never knows when he took the acid. So wow, yeah. And my dad was working on Tibetan Book of the Dead, but my dad was shooting methamphetamine, wow. and he was getting an alcohol. My dad's undoing was his alcoholism. It wasn't his, you know, take. It wasn't his uh, LSD. Wow. And he, uh, you know, so and now micro dosing is coming back into favor yeah uh, especially like with my and ayahuasca so it's all everything that they wanted it was like they had the right idea it was just the wrong time and now now it's making a resurgence so with being able to use rock music from the 60s to the 2000 and then Tim Leary cuz no one knows the real story i've got the real story everyone Whoa. thinks they know about lsd but no one really does so that's uh
2: I would like to close with this, <laughs> and, and and boy, this this is tough to close because because
0: we want to keep talking I,
2: forever. I, th- this is so assuming you had unlimited time with us and we had unlimited time. There's there's just so much texture here and 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 interesting things to talk about. And I feel like we've just just scraped the surface with you of of this incredible and interesting complex person and life. Um, and not all of it necessarily the tragic parts, but mm-hmm. also the, you know, what's ahead. I do wanna ask you, switch gears and close on a, a, a heavy duty positive. And that is, what's been the brightest moment that you can think of that's happened as a result of your comedy? What has been the greatest thing that's happened Either while you've been on stage, or as a result of doing comedy, that you know is a little bit of a, a, a you know light you hold out there and, and a, a special memory.
0: I've had people say to me, "You're one of the funniest women I've ever seen." I've had people say you're one of the funniest people. I've had people say. I was so depressed. I was in I didn't even want to go to this club and you made me forget about everything. And uh and those moments where I would talk about addiction and someone would say, you know, my son I think has a problem. Thank you for talking about it. So I think it's those human moments um connection. That connection and I had such a great this last time on the ship there was this black interpreter, deaf interpreter mm-hmm. and She was, someone said, we got to get someone tough for you because you do a lot of characters. So I hadn't been able to do my black women. I hadn't been able to do my Muslim. I hadn't been able to do anything that I wanted to do. So I, she was like, she had a lot of attitude. So that gave me, so I started to do my, you know, my attitude. And then I was like, you know, talk to the hand because the head won't listen. Mm -hmm. So there she was interpreting me. Uh, doing a black woman doing her so and then I did my hip-hop to Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds I do a hip-hop version of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and she lost it and uh, and she couldn't like she couldn't do the sign language and that was the name that was what I was trying to do and someone said this woman never breaks and that was um, and I got a full standing ovation and that was one of those (laughs) moments where You're in tune with the woman. You bring in joy wherever you go. Everything is happening spontaneously. Yeah. And I think because I worry so much about the future or I get caught up in the past, um, when I'm in present moment, which is so rare, uh, I think it's like magic for me. And those moments don't happen, but every once in a while you have those magic moments where you're in the zone. And any athlete, any musician, any performer will tell you.
2: Absolutely. It's like holding a bat or a golf club or some yeah. other thing like that. And you, you know when you feel mm-hmm. it, it's like it's painless right. because it's so perfect.
3: Yeah. Right. Or um, holding the words to um, a monologue in your mouth as they spill out of your mouth on stage. You know, and you don't know what's how you're going to say the next thing.
0: Yeah. But, it's and brilliant. you feel the audience just with yeah. riveted by yeah. you. There's something about that when there's synergy happening. Yeah,
2: are you are you present when you're on stage doing stand up? Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I would. Oh, you have to be present. No, you gotta take everything this in. This is what quickly. I'm saying. Are you? Let me, let me rephrase that. Are you paying attention to yourself? Meaning, are you able to watch the moment? note the moment.
0: I could tell. I'm like, man, you are stumbling a little bit. You're a little bit on the nervous side. Chill. Yes, oh, gotcha. you can self-assess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got to chill out. Okay, this person's not smiling. Oh, don't focus on him. Focus on the little, talk to the little kid. All right. You, you go, oh, yeah, do that computer joke. You can have that. Gotcha. And then, okay, good. <laughs> got to laugh. Got him to okay. smile. Oh, that's so yeah, good. And as you're saying, yeah, you know, I was uh, at you know, Sprint. Uh, the service there is, uh, you know why they call it Sprint? Because you got to Sprint down the street to get a signal. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I just do And then they would laugh and then I'd be like, okay, got him back. Got him back. Don't, don't uh, fumble. You're a little bit on the nervous side. It's all right. Um, don't say it's, it's a kid's show. So make sure you don't swear and you don't talk about sex. Oh, yeah. Don't talk about drugs. Don't talk about drinking. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you're going like this. There's times where I've done comedy and I begin to separate. And when this happens... Is this all, I'm going to just tell jokes to a bunch of people that drank too much? You're judging yourself. Is this This my my life? life. And I'll sit into some room at some hotel at 4 o'clock in the morning watching PX90 commercials of these happy people doing these ridiculously insane exercises as I'm eating (laughs) Doritos and and getting older by the year. This is, and I haven't met anybody. I don't even have a cat. Like, this is my life.
3: Your mind wanders so much. What? Your mind wanders. Yeah. So much. Yeah.
0: When that happens, that's not good. When I'm busy trying to think what's next to keep my audience, that's good. That but when I begin sense. to separate and think, is this all there is? I hate everybody. I hate all of you judgmental white people. I hope you all fucking die.
2: <laughs> you know, no, I don't know <laughs> if you've As done going, this.
0: Yeah, no. This that is would be great. Be. That would be a wonderful,
2: like, if you get heckled, or when you get heckled, <laughs> I should say, or, or if someone distracts you. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious to point that out and say, let me tell you where my mind is going right now. And then you just build those layers to all the places. Uh,
0: Well, I have said, uh, (laughs) wow, this is, it's so nice to be with a bunch of judgmental white people. That's my kind of crowd. Why do comedy when you can feel like you're giving a TED talk? Why? you know? Why should I have people laughing when they could stare and find fault with me? Uh, It makes me feel like I'm at home now, which is why I became a comedian. So, I mean, you just like, I, I sometimes get joy making fun of myself and yeah. then watching myself get out of it. That's another magical thing when you're dying and you turn that yeah. audience around, and, oh, and when I best. watch it from a comedian, it's like watching a magician when he, he's dying or getting heckled, and he turns it around and makes it yeah. makes them start to applaud and change the whole energy. You know that's a wonderful quality. So
2: how can people who want to be in that audience connect with you and the things that you're doing?
0: Uh, July 19th and 20th, I'll be at the brokerage. I will be doing clean comedy, but I'm going to be working with Rich Voss, who Ah, will not be doing clean comedy. But he's an awesome guy, and I've known him for a very long time. And I'll be at the Brokerage Comedy Club in Long Island. And if you don't have a car, it's a a two-block walk from... Uh, Belmore train station and, and
2: you've got a great, great website show. also
0: yeah I've got a great website and then I've got Facebook Instagram which I barely understand and Twitter which I barely do so Facebook you could always get a hold of me
2: and how do they do that what were what do you what's your Facebook or, it's or-
0: Vanessa Hollingshead okay and uh if I can't friend you because I have a lot of friends just send me a message and I will get back to you
2: and vanessahollingshead.com
0: vanessahollingshead.com yes yes. perfect yeah
2: Uh, we're gonna go to end of show food and finish this episode out but first I wanna mention that we do have a tradition on this show where we uh, it's called the uh, appeal to Tina Fey uh, Tina Fey is one of our comedy icons that we wish would come on the show, mm-hmm. uh, even for just a moment, call in, stop by, drive by, shout out, whatever it is, any way we can connect with her. It's a personal history on our parts, so, so many close calls that we, we figure we'll put it out to the universe. And so we're just going to do a quick little prayer here like to 10 the comedy seconds. gods.
3: Okay. If
2: you wish to join in, feel free. Sure. If not, you can just observe. Um, and uh, <laughs> so I'll lead it off. Um, here we go. Tina Fey, please come on the Tina, show. Dear
3: Comedy Gods, we love contest. you, Tina Fey. Please. We would It's love you very to important to, Tina Fey to our lives to that show. we have just a moment We'd with you. We love you. Tina
2: Fey. Please come, come on the, the show. Yeah, please on Amen. Thank you very much. We'll be right back with End of Show Food.
1: If you break it, you bought it. That'll be three cents, please. Welcome to Funny People Talking.
2: All right, it is the last segment of the show. That means it's the end of the show, which means it's time for... End of show through. That's Ed right, end of Ed show, of show food. food. Sorry. That's okay. No, hey, I don't care. That's
3: fun. The <laughs> end of show food.
2: That's right. End of show food, it's where Elsie has searched far and wide for something interesting, something unique, something special that we can taste and sample. Uh, we never know what it's going to be. We never know if it's a food, a snack, a drink. We don't know. And uh, she did a pretty good job at and it. I always snack was the same thing.
3: Snack is different than food. Food is a like T-bone food steak and steak is not a is snack. Like snack. It
2: would be a food.
3: It's usually snack. But
2: snacks are food.
3: End of show snack.
2: All right. wasting time. Okay, bye. Uh the important or- thing is is this end of show food and here's the rules Vanessa so you know. We eat when 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 Elsie tells us we may. <laughs> First of all, just just keeping you out of trouble here. And then the second thing is is when we taste the food, if, if you choose to indulge, uh, we uh, rate the food on a scale of chickens, the number of chickens out of your own individual scale of chickens. So it could be 161 out of 352 chickens, let's say. Okay. okay. It's silly, but it's what we do. And uh, then we'll get a sense of how much we liked it. So, Elsie, what do you have for all of us today?
4: I have... Some foreign Lay's chips.
2: So Lay's chips looks Whoa. like a normal normal bag of Lay's except it's got from Asian, Taiwan. From Taiwan. Yeah. Okay. Lay it on us. And I said there.
4: Oh, that was. The, good. It's
3: uh
4: oh. it's a beef noodle soup flavor.
3: Ooh, what? They're probably yeah. pork chips.
2: But it's Lay's, and yeah.
3: is that is that um. That's Chinese on the front. That's definitely not Korean. Okay.
4: They're from Taiwan, though.
3: Oh, Taiwan. Okay. Taiwanese. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I'm going
4: to open these bad boys. Okay.
2: Open them up. Let's see what we got. Mm. Oh, my gosh. All right. So... Elsie has opened up the bag and she's going around the room and giving us each some chips. Do, do they look like potato chips or do they look like yes, they, do. they, they look, look like potato, potato chips. chips flavored Whoa. like some soup? Oh, sort of I get, beef oh, that's good. Soup. Are we mm-hmm. catching an a, Whoa, a, a, we are a, catching a fragrance million. already? It's it yeah, strong? Bullion. Oh, it is yeah, it strong. It smells like
3: beef bouillon. Yes, it's yeah, strong. It does.
2: Well, oh, it's very strong. Very okay. strong. I think it smells good. Wow.
4: Okay. So are we Elsie. All right. So one, two, three, go.
3: Oh, my God. It like beef stew. Yeah, it is.
2: It does, yeah. Whoa. I'm nothing Asian about that to me. But it's
3: like borscht.
2: It's weird. It was very onion-y or... garlic. garlic. Chai- garlic, maybe, yeah. And yeah. it's
0: not too salty.
2: No, no. These are good. I will say, for me, I'm digging them. Yeah. But I'm not sure it's something I would just eat, like, loads of them, like... No. I'd tire of this after a while. Mm. Very strong flavor. They look like just regular potato chips. You know? I'm
3: getting like Indian spices yeah. as well. All
2: right. Elsie, what do you rate these? How many chickens?
4: Um, I would say like 68 out of 72 chickens. That's a pretty strong
2: rating. Yeah. Deduction for?
3: Um,
4: they're not addictive.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. But they're good. Danielle. You guys
3: want addictive things? Yeah. Wow. Okay.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, like um, the, Like I wouldn't I, – okay. So by addictive, I mean like I wouldn't finish the bag, so I'd have to carry it around. And so I, I don't like to carry that's it
2: That's a four-point inconvenience right there. Yeah. All right.
3: Danielle? Um, 90 out of 102 chickens. Same idea? Yeah. I'm just confused.
2: That's how I feel as well. Yeah. Confused. I mean
0: they're kind of good, but
2: – Vanessa, how would you rate this?
0: I was pretty impressed. I would say um,
1: <laughs>
0: 18 chickens out of 20 because if I was dying for a beef stew which I love and I had those that would satisfy that would curb, me. It? That would yes. curb the beef stew craving.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going to give this 242 out of 253. Wow. I think it's just a very odd uh rating system I understand but I'm and I think it's for all the reasons that everybody mentioned. But uh, but I do agree with you. There's there is some there is some weight to these in, in terms of its intensity of taste and it's satisfying. I don't feel like oh I need seven more of those. I feel like if that was literally all I ate of them, I'm good.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's probably feel good. not what
2: they're after. Right. <laughs> it goes against the design. But
4: all they're right. good.
2: They're well, good. Elsie. Yeah. Good find. Thank
4: yeah. you. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Did
2: you just find those in a store or did you order them or what happened? In a store. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, everybody, that is it for this episode of Funny People Talking. Sad to say, but happy to say I think it was a really good one. And I uh, hope you enjoyed it. A huge, huge double X thank you to Vanessa Hollingshead. Not only a very funny woman, not only a very deep woman – but also a woman that came to our rescue today and, and joined us at the very last minute in studio. Yes. Um, Vanessa in all candor, it's really nice to make your acquaintance and I wish you the very best of luck in you. your mini series and whatever is next that you want to happen. Thank um, you and, so I hope, much. and I hope you get a cat.
0: Yeah. I'd love a cat. So, yeah. All
2: right. Well, thank you very yeah. much. And Vanessa. Thank you. I had
0: a wonderful time being on the show and you guys were awesome and, those potato chips are great, and I, <laughs> I, I'm the one who can just have one, but that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Very good. Yeah. Well, that's it, everybody. Thanks again, Vanessa, and uh, thank you for listening. You know how much it means to us, and we'll be back next week with another great guest. Until then, for Elsie. Bye. And Danielle.
3: Peace out.
2: I'm Mark Waco. Have a wonderful day, and you know what? Hey, stay fun. Haha. Uh-huh.
1: Officially submitting themselves for the weird couple traveling to Mars, it's Mark and Danielle with Funny People Talking. Copyright 2019. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at, at Mouth Media network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening.
0: This is Mouth Media Network, your inside voice.